And what the hell are you going to do if you don't try to aim for the top? You know, flap about uselessly and whine about your life? It's not helpful. It'll just make you miserable. You're not reliable to anyone. You can't help out in a crisis. Go out there and make something of yourself for God's sake. Be an honest person and work and get to the top of whatever it is that you want to get to the top of. And stand up for yourself like a respectable human being and be a bit of a light on the world instead of a blight. Once you understand that you can succeed in life through love and compassion, you can never again go back to greed. Lots of hierarchies to attempt to climb and if you fail in one, go try in another. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small doesn't serve the world. So if there's extreme darkness, there has to be extreme light. There's duality to everything. Everybody will wake up each day doing subtraction. I look at my life as addition. You know, I wake up and say, what can I do today to add to my skill set? What can I do today to add to someone else's joy? What can I do today to serve someone else? So when you keep a mindset of service, your problems in that darkness become smaller. skills that you're able to acquire and if you're not spending every day focused on getting better and becoming truly extraordinary then all hope is lost and if you want to get ahead in life boys and girls i promise you the only thing you need to focus on is actually getting good wound is the place where the light enters self-actualization is the idea that you grow for the sake of growth it is your growth that motivates you, not external validation. This is where you want to take your children, not growing for someone else's opinion. Growing because as a soul, you know that, you know that the human experience is here. We are here in human bodies to learn and to grow. What we do is we kind of check out because it feels overwhelming. Or we check out because we're afraid we check out because we start listening to self-doubt and then we make these teeny tiny decisions all day long. We don't even realize it. You knew that there was more in store for you, but you couldn't figure out how do you close the gap? How do you find the power that's in you? How do you discover your greatness? How do you solve these problems that are so overwhelming? Self-transcendence is the idea that you go beyond yourself. That your growth is important, yes, but you're going to use that growth. You're going to use that fit body, that incredible mind, those connections you have, that powerful cognitive ability to put together ideas, to go forth and fix the world. Self-transcendence is a really powerful idea. It means that we are not here just to be our best selves. We are here to be our best selves and fix the world fix the world around you so that our children inherit a better world than what we did. Think back to a time that you were deeply hurt. That wounding is often our soul's way of giving us a marker for what we are meant to do in the world.
So now it becomes a question of what do you do with your potential? In what way do you actuate it? So decide right now that you are capable of transcending the average, that you're not just some statistic, that you can do anything you set your mind to. But then you have to prove that to yourself by going out and doing it. And the notion of earning credibility with yourself is hardly ever talked about and absolutely critical. And you're gonna have to earn that credibility with yourself through action, not a bunch of thought, through actual action. Are you willing to not hold your future hostage to your past? Are you willing to no longer keep score? See, keeping score is collecting evidence of why it might not work, while keeping track is taking notes of when you needed to step right and you step left instead, so the next time you step, you step in the right direction. See, self-love is not expecting your perfection to show up. Self-love is falling madly in love with your imperfection. You can take that wounding and turn it into your mission. You can take what is it that hurt you and use that to fix the world. And so recognizing that when you love from your overflow, that's the most responsible thing that you could do. And that the greatest love that you can ever give the world is the demonstration of what loving you looks like. See, we don't think about what we can do based on what we hear. We live inside possibility based on what we see. And so I say that love starts with self-love. It starts with being willing. Being willing to recognize that the greatest love of all is inside of you. That it's always been inside of you. That something needs to be something that's pulling you through with excitement that the future becoming that person and getting good at that thing amps you up and makes you feel more alive than anything else. Gaining mastery and in the process of actually getting so good that they can't ignore you, of acquiring the skill set that I was just talking about, it's either going to develop into a passion, something where you're actually good at, where something that you've worked your ass off to acquire the skills has used to other people. That, my friends, is when you fall in love with something, when it really becomes this burning passion. It is something you've been fanning the flames the whole way. It is not something you're born with. It is not something that happens by accident. Look, we all like pleasure over pain, but I think what we forget sometimes is that there's a greater pleasure that can come with going through a pain. If you go through resistance and you choose resistance at the right times and you go through it, you have greater, more evolved pleasure on the other side of it. Responsibility and freedom, that relationship is really at the core of a lot of this. And the responsibility is the hard work, you know? Freedom's the Saturday. The freedom's what we want. The responsibility's what we need. Ultimately, if you're going to have lasting change in anything, you're really talking about just raising your standards. Lasting change is different than a goal. You don't always get your goals, but you always get your standards. Humans lead with belief. That may be the single most important thing to understand. Humans lead with belief. Meaning you don't do something and then believe you can do it. You won't even take the first step if you don't believe that your actions will be rewarded with results. That's why so many people are paralyzed because they think that they're not worthy. They think they're, or they know they're uneducated. They know that they're not the person that they need to be in order to accomplish. And the reality is you're probably not. If you are unsatisfied with where you are today, your life is an exact reflection of the choices you've made. And it can be a hairy, hairy time, man. 
because the answers don't come quickly sometimes. None of it makes sense and it's all confusing. And you're looking over there and you want to go, well, you want to go to entertainment or communication. You're going to pick up the phone or you want to drink earlier. You know, one of those things that come up to, to, to mask that. You got to hold, try to hold back and say, no, I'm going to sit in this discussion. This is a prudent penance I'm taking to get to know myself. Some motivation will come wrapped in sandpaper. Some motivation comes wrapped in sticky, ugly situations that you didn't ask for. And that's still your why. It's not your why not. It's your why. Some people aren't waiting to be cut. Some people are moving on their own because they feel within themselves, I've got what it takes to make it. But when you decide something is a must for you, an absolute must, when you cut off any possible, you say, I'm going to find the way, I'm going to make the way. Human beings, when they resolve things and they make a real resolution inside themselves, which is they raise the standard, they make it a must, they find the way. Just believing that every red and yellow light turns green eventually in life. All right, so we love green lights. Yes, they affirm our way. Go, yes. Proceed. Out of order. We don't like yellows and reds. They slow us down or stop us. Whatever your skill set is now, whatever your vision of yourself is now, you can change it. You can become anything you want to be. That's the hard truth. If you're willing to pay the price and you can become whatever you want, you can become truly capable of the extraordinary. But you've got to go through the process of building that skill set. You've got to be willing to stare nakedly at your inadequacies to understand that you aren't yet the person that you want to be or need to be to execute against your goals, but that you can become that person and then start walking down that path and day by day build the skill set that you want. I need to remind you that quitters never win and winners never quit. Because these people have decided as they look at the future, as they look at themselves, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way for me to begin to create a way out of no way. We can create green lights tomorrow for us by our choices today. Self-esteem, self-reliance, awareness of self. But you gotta have all those to handle the yellow and the reds and not lay down and wallow in them. fact is there's lots of people that have certain gifts that doesn't mean those gifts are fully developed and I think we come in with certain gifts as seeds but we are the ones that have to really take the time and the energy to work and commit to fully develop those gifts so that they can really sprout and and blossom what are the choices you make within the compounding assets that are choices for our future how do we be more true and kind to our future selves how do we start making some more choices make choices that by hook or by crook, they're going to be brave, courageous choices that you can look in the mirror if it works and go, yep, I'm responsible. And if they don't work, you go, yep, that's on me. There is a freedom and opens up the fierce urgency of knowing we don't have forever. We don't necessarily have time. All we have to make an impact is this moment. If they really look at how they're living their life today, it's based on a set of standards, a set of beliefs they made choices about 10, 20, 30 or more years ago. I mean, very often we made decisions in our youth or very young about what to believe, about what we were capable of, about who we are as a person, and that becomes the glass ceiling, if you will, that controls us. The struggle is a guarantee. So you better love what you do on a day-to-day basis. The only moment that's real is right now. Now follows you. Love to dissect problems. Well, start dissecting success. Start looking and deconstructing your life, your choices, those people you're hanging around with, those places. When things are going well, there's some science to satisfaction. And we don't just get there by 
dissecting our failures and when we're in a rut, we need to be confident enough to go, well, things are going well and I can't take this for granted. What is it I'm doing? What you do today can matter tomorrow. You can be rewarded for it. If you do something really well today, you can be rewarded. You can get a green light for that later on in life. What would your life be like as you look toward the future? If you decided, I'm not going to allow my fears to stop me. Selfish and selfless at the same time, those are not contradictions. What we can make the choices that are best for the I, that are also best for the we. I'm just saying whatever you really want, Wants don't get met consistently. Standards do. start with the presumption that there's a baseline of suffering in life and that that can be uh, exaggerated by as a consequence of human failing as a consequence of malevolence and betrayal and self-betrayal and deceit and all those things that we do to each other and ourselves that we know that aren't good that amplifies the suffering that's sort of the baseline against which you have to work and it's contemplation of that often that makes people hopeless and depressed and anxious and overwhelmed and all of that and, and, and they have the reasons but you need something to put up against that. And what you put up against that is meaning. Meaning is actually the instinct that helps you guide yourself through that catastrophe. And most of that meaning is to be found in the adoption of responsibility. People are looking for the excuse. And the truth is the excuse is completely valid, but that's still not gonna change your circumstance. So, the test is not whether or not you know the, the reasons for not succeeding. The test is whether or not you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to that next level. And a big part of the whatever it takes actually is just remain teachable. Just, just be a student, a student of the game, a student of life, a student of those who've achieved. Wanting to become extraordinary, to transform yourself into something that is truly undeniable, to become so good that they can't ignore you. I believed that my talent and intelligence were fixed traits. I was born a certain way, and life was about making the most of what I'd been born with. What I did not yet understand is the reason humans are the ultimate apex predator. 
the reason that we have taken over the globe in a way that no other species has is because we are the ultimate adaptation machine. Neither the strongest of the species that survive nor the most intelligent, but rather the most adaptive to change. Stay on the goddamn path and be careful. If you were better, the people around you would be less worse than they are. And if you were good enough, you don't know how much better the people around you would be. If you don't understand that you could do that, then you don't know who you are. If you stop, you get the emotion. You don't get the progress. So if you talk to any decent athlete, they'll tell you that where the pain starts is when the work starts. Talk to any decent entrepreneur that's built a large-scale business, they'll tell you that shit they had to go through. So you either get the emotion or you get the progress, but you can't have both. What you build your self-esteem around matters. And whether you realize it or not, each and every one of you has something that sits at the core of how you feel about yourself. And from that, your identity, your sense of self-worth, your self-esteem, it is all built around that thing. Happy exists in a binary. Happy, sad, positive, negative, pessimist, optimist. Those are all binaries. Mm -hmm. Joy wraps its arms around the full spectrum of the human experience. Joy is when you see how fragile, temporary, fleeting this experience is. Joy is we're here. And we're in this moment. I think it's really important. I think this idea of identity is just so powerful. When somebody asks the question, who are you? How do you answer that question? Things that are robust, that are strong, that are tough, that can take just a lot of abuse before they break, they are still ultimately defined by their breaking point. Something that is anti-fragile, on the other hand, is something that the more you attack it, the more it is pounded on, the stronger it gets. Now imagine being able to build a belief system, the thing that you build your self-esteem around, if all of that were tied to something that is truly anti-fragile, that the more somebody comes after it, the more robust it becomes. Being a learner is that answer. come face to face with just how fleeting this experience is and it heightens your gratitude and appreciation for what you do have right now. Make no mistake about it, like the first noble truth of Buddhism, life is suffering. This is true, and it's worse than that because it's suffering contaminated by malevolence. That's the baseline. But, and so that's very pessimistic. But the optimistic part is that you are so damn tough, you can actually not only deal with that, you can improve it. Early to bathe, early to rise. Just remember, you can't climb that ladder of success with your hands in your pockets. I always tell people that you can call me anything that you want. You can call me Arnold, you can call me Schwarzenegger, you can call me the Austrian Oak, you can call me Schwarzy, you can call me Arnie, but don't ever, ever call me a self-made man. I didn't make it that far on my own. I mean, to accept that credit or that metal would discount every single person that has helped me to get here today. Listen, when I came to the United States, I remember that I trained five hours a day, every day, and I was managing a construction business, and I was a bricklayer, and I went to college also, and I took acting classes from 8 o'clock at night to 12 o'clock midnight. All of that in one day, every day I did that. I did not worry about it. I knew that I had 24 hours and I didn't want to waste one single hour. The 
bottom line is, if I would have listened to the naysayers, my career would have ended when I was 15 years old. I would be still yodeling in Austria in the Alps. And the reason why I'm here today and talking to you is just because I did not listen to you can't or it's impossible or no. So I just recommend you very strongly, ignore the naysayers. So shoot for the top, shoot for the sky. Work like hell. Trust yourself. Break some rules. Don't be afraid to fail. That's what life is all about, is overcoming obstacles. It is impossible to be a maverick or a true original if you're too well behaved and don't want to break the rules. You have to think outside the box. That's what I believe after all. What is the point of being on this earth if all you want to do is be liked by everyone and avoid trouble? That out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Anything I've ever attempted, I was always willing to fail. I was poor because I didn't have anything, but I was rich because I had a dream. Anything and everything can be done if you can visualize it and if you believe in yourself. successful you are, life will throw obstacles in your path. But if you have a very clear vision of exactly what you want to do and who you want to be, you can go and find a way around all of these obstacles. If you think that you're going to go and accomplish something really special and be the best in anything in the world, and you think you can do it without working, you make a big mistake. Where I got hurt, where I was in pain, in agony, and I had to do it over and over again. I did not care if I was bleeding on my knees because I know that pain is temporary. Always discover your vision and the rest will follow. one from a champion and one from not being a champion. If you can go through this pain barrier, you make it to be a champion. If you can go through, forget it. And that's what most people like, isn't it? Having the guts. The guts to go in and just say, I go through and I don't care what happens. If you only remember one thing today, it is you must have a very clear vision. You must develop that very clear vision. Ask yourself, who do you want to be? Not what, but who. You see, a disaster can change what you are. It can steal jobs and force you inside. But it is who you are that rises in the face of adversity. What stands in the way becomes the way. So whenever someone said to me, it can't be done, I heard it can be done. When they said no, I heard yes. When they said it's impossible, I heard it is possible. I looked forward to, I looked forward to another thousand reps of, of sit-ups. I looked forward to another 500 pounds of, of, of uh, leg press or squat. I looked forward to more and more curls until my arms fall off. Why? Because I knew that every rep that I did, and every set that I did, and more weights that I lifted, I get one step closer to turning that vision to be out That's impossible. That can't be done. Or no. Don't listen. Just visualize your core. Know exactly where you want to go. Trust yourself. Get out there and work like hell. And break some of the rules and never, ever be afraid of failure. This is the blueprint for my life. This is exactly what I want to do. Because when you have a goal, when you have a vision, everything becomes easy. The majority of people don't like what they're doing. Because they're really not doing it because they didn't have a goal and they followed this goal. It's work. It's not fun. 
So if you think about only a quarter of the people really enjoying what they're doing in life, you've got to have a purpose no matter what you do in life. You've got to have a purpose. Of course, there's a chance that you can fail. When you lift the weight, I tried 10 times to lift bench press 500 pounds, and I failed. But the 11th time I did it. So never give up and never be afraid of failure because otherwise you box yourself in and you limit yourself. I was never afraid to fail when I ran for governor. I was never afraid to fail to tackle anything because you should not be afraid of failure. That's just part of life. I mean, people should just realize that a lot of things in life that are difficult. And you have to ask yourself the question right off the top, you know, are you going to be one of those guys that are going to go and back off every time something is difficult? Or do you want to be one of those guys that says, it doesn't matter if it's easy or difficult, or most difficult, I'm going to go and crush through. That's me. That's the person that I want to be, and I'm going to prove it to myself, and I'm going to prove it to the rest of the world. Then you don't ask yourself, should I or shouldn't I? You just do it. That we can do it alone. None of us can. The whole concept of the self-made man or woman is a myth. As soon as you understand that you are here because of a lot of help, then you also understand that now is time to help others. Tear down this mirror. Tear down this mirror that makes you always look at yourself. And you will be able to look beyond this mirror and see the millions of people that need your help. Have a clear vision where you want to go. What is it that you're really passionate about? And then go after that, no matter what it takes. Go after that, as crazy as it may sound, because you've got to do something that you really enjoy doing. And life will be always about obstacles in front of you. And it is the way to overcome this obstacles is nothing unusual. That's the way it is. So when you know your vision, every setback, every stepping stone, every struggle, all resistance builds your inner strength, builds your character, makes you strong as a person. When you have one little victory, little victories add up and that is what gives you then ultimately confidence. the climb that's your vision and not just the self that you need to take at the top because the climb is what makes you grow and build who you want to be it's the climb it's time to start developing your vision and it's time to start climbing towards that vision You can face that, that it's all your fault, but that wasting time feeling badly about yourself for failing does not make sense because you should only do and believe that which moves you towards your goals. Don't change the sunshine, don't change the rain, don't change the mix of seasons. Let the miracle of everything that's available work for you and start working on the inside, work on your philosophy, work on your attitude, work on all of your abilities. And if you'll start making those personal changes, I'm telling you, everything will change for you. If you have a list of high purpose in your life, it pulls you toward the future. And the more powerful the purpose is, the stronger it pulls. I want people to understand, like it doesn't matter where you are today, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you want to go, who you want to become, and the price you're willing to pay to get there. Things that you repeat, like they really become who you are, and they, they will become what you're capable of. If you really think about why passion is powerful, passion is energy. Just being energy to get up every day and do it, to deal with getting punched in the face, which the world will do. We're constantly creating stories. Most of the time, these stories are not facts. They're facts within our own consciousness. We believe they're facts, but the, but the truth of the matter is that they aren't. Most of it is a lowercase t and not a capital T. I really 
hold the mirror up and remind them that if it can be grounded in another way, then it is not indeed a fact and more of a story that's running your life. Is to get into into a position where thoughts are like thieves entering an empty house. There's no possible problem. There's nothing to steal. So that so to to truly be indifferent to a good between a good thought and a bad thought, that's that's the real superpower. That everything you choose to believe will make up your entire world. And so one of the most powerful phrases that has become so trite. Is whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And as you convince you, as you sell yourself every day, every day, every day, you will begin to see a difference in the things that you're doing. Telling yourself every day, here I go again, and I got what it takes. Our lives are mostly affected by the way we think things are, not the way they are. I'm going to choose to believe that I can do whatever crazy thing it is that other people think is just impossible. So if you choose to believe that you're too dumb, that you're too poor, that you're too whatever, then you will not succeed, and you'll be like, "I knew it. I knew it all along that I couldn't do it." And this is where you know worry is almost always pointless because, like, in each moment, there's either something you can do to solve a problem, or there isn't. Right now, if there is something to do, well, then just do that thing to solve the problem. Right? If there isn't, there's actually nothing to worry about. That is the world of frantic doing, and it seems to work because everybody tells you, you know, you can't sit back; you have to go out and do. Against that is the world of calm being, and in calm being, you're anchored in your sense of self, and you spend your effort and your emotional energy into clarifying exactly who you are, what you stand for, what you have to offer to the world. And not only that, but your experience of life is different. So think about that. Would you rather be in the world of frantic doing, or would you rather be in the world of calm being? Whatever is happening, you have this moment, and then you're thinking, and, and, and you're and you're thinking about the future, and you're thinking about the past. The past is the mechanism by which you will truly suffer. Life isn't about seeking to become happy. You can only be happy. You can only you you can only be free in this moment. This is only it's only ever this moment. You what you have is this moment. And then your thoughts about the past and the future—that's that's always been true, and that will always be true for as long as you have any experience at all. So, so it's, you're either looking over the shoulder of this moment for what's coming, you know, worrying about it, or or greedily, you know, kind of reaching out to the thing you want. Don't put up the walls. The same wall that keeps out disappointment keeps out happiness. Take down the wall. Go for the experience. Let it teach you. Truly, truly, everything in your life is in your control. You can change anything you want. There is always a different outcome that could have been had. And to remember that—that that you're always in the driver's seat. There's always something new that you could learn, that you could get better at. Man, it just—you will accomplish so much more. It's ridiculous. We unite with the object of desire for barely a second, you know, and then, then we're on to the next thing, or then we're even—I mean, even the thing we desired, if it persisted longer, would become undesirable. Set a vision and try your level best to achieve it. But once you have set the vision, 
totally forget about it, ignore it. Because the value of setting a goal is that it gives you direction. Once the direction has been established, forget about the goal. Instead, pour of your, all of your emotional energy into what are the activities that you have to undertake in order to meet the goal. If you meet the goal, fantastic. If you don't meet the goal, fantastic. Because we are all indoctrinated with the notion that the benefit and the sole purpose of setting a goal and trying our level best to achieve the goal is achieving the goal. The purpose of setting a goal and trying your level best to achieve the goal is the learning and the growth that happen in you and to you as you try your level best to achieve the goal. Take full responsibility for your life. Accept where you are. And the responsibility that you're going to take yourself where you want to go. We have two primary choices in life. We can either accept conditions as they exist, or we can take the responsibility to change them. Well, you should be afraid of taking risks and pursuing something meaningful. But you should be more afraid of staying where you are if it's making you miserable. All of us are born with nothing, no skills, no knowledge, nothing. We're a lump of flesh that can hardly hold our own head up. We can't take care of ourselves. And our job, our job isn't to be great today. Our job is to build ourselves brick by brick. It's always having the end of the movie in my head and then filling in the script. I just had to write the script and the script might change. There might be, you know, call an audible and you have to rewrite the script, but the end of the script, was always the same. Self-doubt, worry, procrastination, overthinking, analysis paralysis, fear. Those are all thinking patterns that are habits. One of the most important things that I want people to understand is that you're actually not a worrier. You have a habit of worrying. If you're not defined by a vision of the future, you're left with memories of the past. And people literally believe in their past more than they believe in their future. That's why they talk about their past more than they talk about their future. People romance their past more in love with their past than they are in love with the future. And people who actually create amazing things in their life just were more in love with their future and they kept it alive in their mind. It's a luxury to pursue what makes you happy. It's a moral obligation to pursue what you find meaningful. And that doesn't mean it's easy. It might require sacrifice. Still time on the clock. That one experience. You think, oh man, I would never see myself doing that. But oh, the courageous people, they do that. Yes. Yes, you can. A lot of us are sitting around waiting to feel ready, waiting to feel courageous, waiting to feel confident, waiting for the right time. And that's not ever coming, ever. Is that, yeah, motivation is great if you feel motivated. It's, it's a losing bet to wait to feel ready. I want everybody to understand that, first of all, you can't control the things that trigger you and the fact that you're going to feel afraid and you're going to feel doubt and you're going to feel uncertain. But you can always interrupt that feeling and take control in the moment and actually shift what you're thinking and shift how you behave. See, a lot of people want to exempt themselves from taking responsibility. All they want to do is talk about the problem. You want to take responsibility for your life. I got me here, I can get me out of this. So part of beginning to get unstuck, you've got to decide that the behavior pattern that you have adopted doesn't work for you. 
You've got to change your strategies. And changing your strategy means reinventing your life. You don't want to be secure, you want to be strong. And you get strong by taking on optimal challenges. And so you lay out your destiny in the world and you take the slings and arrows of fate. And you make yourself stronger while you're doing so. And you might fail and fortune might do you in. But it's your best bet. is greater than effect. When people live at cause, what do I mean by that? Well, you know someone is living at cause in their life when they have the results that they want. That is what separates the truly greats from everyone else. They're willing to put in that hard work. They're willing to reframe the question from what's the least I can do to what's the most I can bear. And when you're looking at yourself on that long timeline, when you're saying, what can I accomplish over the next 10 years? What is the amount of suffering and back-breaking work that I'm willing to put in and endure in order to become something extraordinary? That's the key, is you actually have to perform. You're paying a price by sitting there being miserable. You might say, well, the devil I know is better than the one I don't. It's like. Don't be so sure of that. The clock is ticking. And if you're miserable in your job now and you change nothing, in five years you'll be much more miserable and you'll be a lot older. Once you get over the fear of being embarrassed, you know, no, no one likes to be embarrassed. But once you get over being scared of being embarrassed, it's super liberal. And it allows you to go into lanes that you, otherwise you wouldn't go into. And when rock bottom hits, you don't have to hit with a thud. Oftentimes when you hit bottom, you bounce. And that's where I think the power is. When the world feels upside down, you always have the power to make it right. When one chapter ends, you always have the power to write a new one. When, you know, you feel like nobody loves you, you have the power to learn how to love yourself. When you are forced to pause and get present and to slow down, you are reminded of what's actually important. A resilient person is capable of standing up to things in the face of fear and moving forward voluntarily, convinced of their own competence and ability to prevail. Starting out terrible at something, incapable of something, and being willing to put in the work to grind it out to become that. And when people can move beyond the words, when they can transcend that and see what it means to actually put in work, like really put your head down and do the deep work of getting good at something, at getting away from all the bullshit of people's judgments and really just turning inside and, and wanting to get good of asking yourself how far you can go of becoming obsessed with that process. You can decide that you're going to change. You can decide that you're going to stand up to life. I'm in charge here. You can decide I'm going to work on myself and develop myself. I'm going to empower me. you won't believe it and you're not happy then and so if life is to be happy well in those situations what are you doing why even live but that isn't life isn't to be happy if you're happy you're bloody fortunate and you should enjoy it you should because it's the grace of god so to speak with regards to to meaning we'll have a choice choice number one nothing you do means anything the alternative is everything you do matters really if you make a mistake, it's a real mistake. If you betray someone, you tilt the world a little more sharply towards evil rather than good. It matters what you do. Well, if you buy that, then you can have a meaningful life.
I want people not to be afraid to be themselves, no matter what circumstances they're in. Your situation doesn't define who you are. You define who you are. Our lives is about feeling good, not about just who we are, about just feeling good about everything that's supposed to feel right. Mindset I'm defining as what's possible in your life, right? Think about the area that you're not making progress in, and mindset is the set of assumptions and attitudes we have around something, around how the world works, especially what we believe is possible, what we believe we're capable of, what we believe we deserve. If you're suffering, you are obligated, in a sense, to hold on to whatever rope someone throws you. Don't sacrifice your stability. Assuming you want to get better, there's usually something you could figure out that would constitute a step towards some sort of concrete goal. Small, accruing gains that repeat are unbelievably powerful. You look at your life and you can see what isn't right about it. All you have to do is look. And then you can start to fix that. The way you fix it is by noticing what you could, in fact, fix. Luck is a part of all of our lives to a certain degree, both good fortune and bad. But by definition, you don't have control over luck. And your habits also matter. And I think that the reason they're so worthwhile uh, to focus on and understand is that they are the portion of your life that you can influence that also determines your outcomes. It's not just luck, it's not just habits, but one of those you have control over. There, there's a difference between knowing something and walking it in your, in your heart, in your body. And so what keeps us from mastery sometime is this idea that, oh, I know this already. You know, go get, get to the get to the, the other stuff that you're really holding back. But it's the fundamentals that the masters get really good at. And if you ask yourself, how come I can never do this, or how come I can never be this person, or how come I can't earn this money, you're gonna your brain's gonna find evidence to support that. If you knew how truly powerful your mind was, you wouldn't say or think something you didn't want to be true. Because we see things so often in front of us the way that it should be done and it imposes a kind of barrier through what people know and see, a familiarity. But maybe you can change something within you that can be just outside a new set of axioms, some new skill set that will take you further. Your outcomes in life are often a lagging measure of your habits. A lot of the time people talk about, you know, I want to have more money, or I want to lose weight, or I want some kind of result. But the truth is, your bank account is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is a lagging measure of your learning and reading habits. And so it's actually, we think the thing that needs to change is the bank account or the test score or the number on the scale, but actually the thing that needs to change are the habits that precede those outcomes. Whatever you've done up to this point, all that it really is, is a duplication, it's a reproduction of what you believe subconsciously that you deserve and what's possible for your life. Mindset is the area of possibility. The mindset really is the, the what and the who you are. They say the two most powerful words in the English language are, are the shortest, I am. Because whatever you put after that is, is your life. It means responsibility. It means that the decisions you make are important. It means that when you do something wrong, it's wrong. Well, do you want that? The first thing that keeps us from doing something is the mindset we, we don't deserve it or it's not possible, right? The second force that keeps us stuck, which is your motivation. And motivation for me is not something where you get really excited. I believe there's a formula to, to, for sustainable motivation. And it's these three things. This is the formula to be motivated. 
It's reasons times energy times small, simple steps. But usually when you get what you thought you wanted, five is away. So if there's anything, just find joy in what you do for the sake of it. And then recognize how you're being shaped in the process and hopefully you become a better man through it. Every action you take is kind of like a vote for the type of person you want to become. You can master the right actions, if you can master the right habits, then you can start to cast votes for this new identity, this desired person that you want to be. It's kind of like true behavior change is really identity change. Because once you've changed that internal story, it's way easier to show up each day. Happiness is a side effect. It's, it's not a thing in itself. It's something that comes upon you. It's like an act of grace in some sense. You cannot will yourself to be happy. The most effective means of pursuing a good life, which is not the same as pursuing happiness, is to adopt something like a stance of maximum responsibility. Set your life on fire. Seek those who fan your flames. Hey, Will, I want to be an actor, man. I want to be an actor just like you. People say stuff to me like that. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, you do is give them an encouraging word. But I was just sitting here thinking, and it dawned on me, 99% of people that say stuff like that are not willing to do what it takes to make their dreams come true. And that's just real. At the center of bringing any dream into fruition is self-discipline. Your mind is giving command of your mind to be able to choose actions that are in your own best interest. Every day, we are choosing shit that's not in our own best interest, right? So if the world is attacking you and the world wants to fight you and the world's trying to hold you down, then so you will stop yourself from getting what you dream. You cannot make a person happy. You can make a person smile, you can make a person feel good, you can make a person laugh, but whether or not a person is happy is deeply and totally and utterly out of your control. Being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity. There's a contribution to the world inside of me that I can't reach there's a thing that i'm supposed to be doing there's a person that i want to be that i always saw the reflection in my grandmother's eyes you know of what what it is but i, I can't reach that thing there's so much more that i feel that i have to offer that i can't access in myself we tend to base our self-esteem on what other people think. And that's not really self-esteem. Self-esteem is supposed to be how we feel about ourselves. I was just saying how dangerous it is to allow other people to determine how you're going to feel about you. There's no easy way around it. No matter how talented you are, your talent is going to fail you if you're not skilled. If you don't study, if you don't work really hard and dedicate yourself to being better every single day. You wake up in the morning, your life means something to somebody other than you. To live in service, not to you, but to live in service to humanity. The road to success is through commitment and through the strength to drive through that commitment when it gets hard and it is going to get hard and you're going to want to quit sometimes but it'll be colored by who you are and more who you want to be self-discipline is the center of all material success you cannot win the war against the world if you can't win the war against your own mind 
because I was like, I want to be the biggest movie star in the world. I look at skill and talent separately. Like, Pete, you're born with talent. You know, it's like there's certain things that you just do naturally. You were gifted with a talent. But skill is acquired through discipline. You know, I've never seen myself as particularly talented. Where I excel is I'm willing to die in the process of acquiring skill. The concept of improving lives runs through the center of everything I do. And then I realized that the, the, the way to improve lives is to continually improve yourself. Good people have to get out of the bed every day and try to empty the ocean with a ladle. It is your commitment to your personal evolution, your personal growth for the purpose of assisting others. Life is hard, right? Like, yeah, you might get hurt. Your, your heart might get broken. You still gotta commit. Don't hesitate. Go. Commit. You gotta commit. You know, you might get hurt. You might lose something. But it's like you can't experience the, the joy that is intended for you in life if you don't go. We actually have to cultivate a taste for peace. We're actually addicted to things that agitate and aggravate us. I'm going to be quiet, I'm going to be still, and I'm going to be alone. Prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. They feed your flame. Put your phone down for just a second and look around. Look to the people around you. Are those people throwing logs on your fire or are they pissing on you? The people that you spend time with are going to make or break your dreams. Everybody don't deserve to be around you. You got to defend your life with your life. Road to sustained happiness is through disciplining your behavior. But it is for damn sure your responsibility to figure out how to take that pain and how to overcome that and build a happy life for yourself. Fault and responsibility do not go together. It sucks. But they don't. When something is somebody's fault, we want them to suffer. We want them punished. We want them to, to pay. We want it to be their responsibility to fix it. But that's, that's not how it works, especially when it's your heart. Your heart, your life, your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. Taking responsibility, accepting responsibility is not an admission of guilt. Taking responsibility is a recognition of the power that you seize when you stop blaming people. And you know, I want to be the biggest movie star in the world. But I studied that and I worked out and I got my body crazy and I did, you know, just got my head around doing everything I could do to be the biggest movie star in the world. And then I had a taste of that. And I realized that even though I had achieved all those things, on the inside, I was still that same insecure little boy. And what I realized is that the only sustainable mission throughout your whole existence is to improve lives. There weren't a lot of people I saw do things that I felt like I couldn't do. Right? When I, when I look at people and I see things, I don't, I don't feel like I can't. Whether or not I will is something different, but I don't ever feel like I can't. Like taking responsibility is an act of emotional self-defense. Taking responsibility is taking your power back. To be that guy that does what people say can't be done. I want to be the person that is the first person there and the last person to leave. Route to success is through commitment. 
and God placed the best things in life on the other side of terror. And to, to people who are watching, Confucius said one time, he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. I want you to keep in your heart, just know that you can.